All right. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Josh Speaks, Grand Rising. Good afternoon. Good night. If you're listening to this Um, today, I'm doing something a bit different. I am still doing the podcast, of course. um, So you guys can go reference and check that out. Um, But I'm also doing a recording. I did, you know, just want you guys to see my face and like interact with you guys a little bit more. But as promised, I am bringing to you guys today um, this topic for Black History Month, which really every day is Black History Month. Um, It just sucks that, you know, people take this month to just really like zone in. You know, we should always be striving to treat everyone with respect, no matter what ethnicity you are or race. Um, But... I do just want to take this time to highlight, you know, and excuse me, guys, if you see me looking away, I'm just looking at my notes, but I did just want to take this time to highlight, you know, the greatness of people of color and just kind of talk about some of the huge contributions that we've made to our society today. Um, but first I want to talk about something a little bit more controversial because, you know, I don't care, (laughs) but I've been hearing a lot of talk a little bit about the Black Lives Matter group and I've heard several different things, you know, oh, they're just a terrorist group and excuse me they're um you know they're just rioting they just want to go down there and act a fool you know but my thing is why is it when people of color when we speak out and when we start to resist why is that labeled or demonized you know or why is that labeled as terrorism because when we really go back and look into it um the black lives matter was actually founded in 2013 after Trayvon Martin's murder you know, we people pretty much we got tired of just accepting the fact that our black bodies, you know, are being gunned down and just killed and things like that. So why is it that when we speak about not only just Black Lives Matter, but just black stuff? I've heard that a lot like, oh, there you go with that black stuff. And it's just like that's what we're all derivatives of. You know, but from so many different categories from, you know, we've always been the ones that have been advanced and it's it it has been beaten into us for years to kind of believe that, you know, it's been the Europeans and they're the ones who, you know, began this and began that, you know, even in my studies in psychology, like I just have to be mindful to remember that, you know, Different places in Africa were already civilized, civilized, I'm sorry, um, and that we had many advancements, you know, already. Um, first, the main one that I wanted to get into was Christopher Columbus. As we all know, Christopher Columbus was not the first to sail, you know, the Atlantic. It was documented that an African man... um. Abubukari Kitsa II, he was an Egyptian man, um, and it's documented that by a man named Al-Umari, he explained that there were about 200 boats 
shipped out that with provisions that were already made, you know, to explore the Atlantic, black men. Um, and it's also documented that Columbus actually learned from them. They, he actually studied them. And on, I think, his first or second trip, he took a man with him named Pedro Alonso, um, who was a Moor. A Moor is a black person. They called black people and Negroes Moors back in, um, like, the 1700s. Um, but Columbus actually heard rumors that there were these Moors and these black people that had spears, they had canoes, they had gold, they had silver, they had copper. They had so many different things already, you know, I just want to take this time to shout out some people that I've been, you know, that's been helping me with my research, you know, about African history and even African spirituality, because even with that, you know, people say that one of the first Christian churches was in Ethiopia. Um, and there's some that's kind of arguing that, but it was, you know, in 1492, the fall of the Congo Empire, that's when Christianity began to take over pretty much that part of Africa, more so Western Africa and things like that from the Portuguese. Um, and that's when they started putting this new and reformed Christian influence onto people. But again, as I mentioned in my other podcast, the concepts in these different stories in the Bible, you know, things like Virgin Mary and the Virgin Birth, actually, in reference to, this is a book by Dr. Browder. Guys, as I mentioned, everything that I mentioned, you guys can look up. You know, a lot of people do not want to stop and do the research, but, you know, they'll read something, you know, a Greek book, you know, a book that is a derivative of people from northern, you know, hemispheres and pretty much Caucasian people. They'll read these books with really no understanding. But as it's mentioned, you know, exploding the myths from this is the Browder file. Um, Dr. Browder, he has done many trips to Egypt. You know, he studied in tombs and he actually he's based in D.C., um, if you guys want to check him out, his um, IG is Anthony Browder. Um, he has a plethora of research as well as Dr. Mayotte. She's from Baltimore. She's amazing. Brother Garfield. You guys, it's just so much information out there, guys. And anything that I'm saying, you know, y'all can hit me up on Instagram, um, The Real Langley. Um, you can hit me up on um, Facebook where I post a lot of different um, um you know, content, I post posts, and even different videos about these topics. Um, and also, guys, I want to say, I just want to thank y'all for all of the um, views and things like that. I do see them. They do not go unnoticed. Um, and if you feel like donating, my cash app is the real JL. I will leave that in the query. Um, but I just want to get into this, where it's documented that the story of the virgin birth originated over 4,000 years ago in ancient Kemet. Um, Osiris, Horus, and Isis, they were all prototypes for this virgin birth. You know, everybody wanted to make it seem like this virgin birth with Mary and Christ, that it was something so new. But actually, these stories, which were like folklores that Africans already had, you know... 
they were already prevalent thousands of years before the Bible was even written, you know, in reference to things like the Egyptian Book of the Dead, where actually, you know, the writers of the first five books of the Bible, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, who, which they say was written by Moses, who was a black man. Um, if you really look into Genesis, it explains that Moses was Egyptian. He studied via the Nile. Um, but that's why I just think that it's important that, you know, we really begin to realize our greatness. There are so many lies out here. And when you approach people with the truth, it's called cognitive dissonance. Even some people of color, once you approach them with the truth and with the facts, they'll brush you off and not want to hear it. And I think that that is probably the most ignorant thing of my ethnicity and my race and my culture that we have. Like they said, if you want to know something, put it in a book. And, you know, people have to understand that even with biblical knowledge and history, you still have to do, you know, your side research and your side, you know, your side work. So as I mentioned already, you know, we have this man um, named Al-Umari, who explained that, like I said, there were already these boats and canoes of African men. Now, we don't know necessarily the success of the trip of the people of color to America, but just the idea that it was people of color that were educated enough to even, you know, be able to sail these ships and to do things of the sort. I think that that is amazing. And the fact that, like I said, Columbus actually needed to take a man with him named Pedro Al Alonso Nino. Um, he needed to take this man with him for support, you know, because he could not do it on his own. But it's just like he has his own day. Christopher Columbus Day is a holiday. But where, you know, that's the thing, you know, those are the types of things that, you know, I question and that I wonder about that we just willy nilly, we just go with the flow with these things. Um, I also want to mention the fact that there were very prestigious, very rich Ghanaian kings, men that had money, you know, men that had gold, Europeans, because, I mean, we could take it further back, which, you know, if you want to get into the Bible, you know, it speaks about it in Genesis 10, how you know, the sons of Noah, who are Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now, a lot of people, you know, they read these biblical stories and they don't really understand that, you know, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, yeah, they were, the Bible, you know, characterized them to be people, but actually Shem, Ham, and Japheth, they are derivatives of actual countries. They try to say that Ham, and again, you can always double check it, you don't believe it, you know, you can always just go and double check it. There's so much information and knowledge out here, folks. Um, again, I'm here to bring you guys the information and I do bring you guys some of the sources, but it's it's your individual duty, you know, at the end of the day to search for the knowledge if you care about it. But looking at Noah's son, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, we know that Ham, when you study African history and now you don't even need to study it very deeply the proof it's very simple to see ham encompassed sudan 
Ethia, it, it was actually, those are representatives, the sons of Noah, they're representatives of different par geographical parts of the world. So you have Ham, that is Sudan, Ethiopia, Libya, Egypt, Mirahim, Canaan, and even with that, some of the grandsons of Canaan, I mean of Ham, they migrated to different parts of Mesopotamia, which we know Mesopotamia is one of the first civilizations of Asia. So that just goes to show you how our black bodies, you know, how we were the start of the civilization and how we already know that, you know, as people migrated north, which it tells us biblically, Japheth, you know, Japheth, they are known as more so the Edomites, you know, Japheth which encompasses Gomer, and it speaks about this in the Bible. These are the old ancient names. Now they're listed as something else. Some of them, as far as like Japheth, they're listed as different things, but ancient, it was Gomer, Magog, Marai, who is the father of Medes, and that's the southern part of the Caspian Sea. See, you know, again, you always have to do that side research when it comes to looking at the stories in the Bible, because it's even questioned about Moses. How could Moses have written the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible? It is documented that those were written thousand years, years after Moses actually died. So from knowing what we know about how Europeans, they've always, it's, it's something in that Caucasus mountain blood. It's something about them that just like to steal and twist. You know, there's a book named Science Meets the Bible by Gert Mueller. And he mentioned that, and this is a, this is a white man. He mentions that Eden was actually in Genesis. It was described to be near a four river, river system. And even speaking about this, that brings me to... Dr. Browder's book, which is Nile Valley and its contri contri contributions to society. The Nile was in Africa. And the Nile, ladies and gentlemen, these which predates the Bible. Again, this is before Bib Bible. With already civilization thing, we had gold, we had writing. Over in Ghana, there was a type of writing called Incibidi. We already, we had hieroglyphics, which was our style of writing. Bible broken down. Holy Bible, which first of all, that's a Greek name. And even Egypt, Egypt is a Greek word. It, the, it was, it's called Kemet. So even looking at how they changed all of these different names and they changed these different things for their advantage. And not only that, it's to mentally enslave us into make us feel like we aren't worthy when really we were the ones that was egging on civilization from the beginning of time. And again, if you ladies and gentlemen don't believe it, you can always do your research. I actually recommend, I want you guys to do the research. Constantine Devolny, this is a, a 18th century astronomer. He said that we have the strongest reasons to believe that the country neighboring the tropic, which is Sudan in southern Egypt, was the cradle of the sciences. Our geometry, the sciences that the Greek, which like I said, the Greek, all of that derived from Japheth. And it tells us that in scripture. Um, 
Japheth um, was the father of the Ionians, which are the Greeks, um, and Tyrus, which is the father of the Thracians. Um, but as I was saying, it Constantine de Voligny said that we have the strongest reasons to believe that the country neighboring the tropic Sudan and southern Egypt was the cradle of the sciences and the consequence that the first learned nation of blacks for it's incontrovertible that it is incontrovertible that by the term Ethiopians, the ancients meant to represent a people of black complexion, thick lips and woolly hair. And this is from a book named When We Ruled by Robin Walker. It's all there. Even, you know, there's even European and even with so many other different, so many other, other different paths of just African history. There are Europeans that are coming out and are boldly saying that, again, we have this, this reason to believe that we were the first. And it, it was their objective to hide that and to, you know, make it seem like we were incompetent. We were demonized. You know, it even makes me think a little bit about Beyonce's recent project, you know, where he's, she's talking about the Orishas, which when we get into African spirituality, this is what, you know, we've always had the concept of God. But it was religion that came in and messed everything up. Religion is the thing that, you know, and not saying that Christians, I mean, African-Americans, there were African-Americans that had, you know, different religious sects and different things like that. Sects as an E-S-E-C-T-S, sects, you know, but it wasn't in terms to control, you know, until the Europeans came about and, you know, from the Portuguese, it's documented that, they begin to try to convert during the trade, these different trading, you know, policies and things like that. Like, OK, well, you know, why don't you convert to Christianity? And that was actually one of the major downfalls, you know, West Africa, when some of the Western Africans begin to convert to Christianity from the Portuguese. That's how the Portuguese begin to come in and, you know, kind of get a scope like, OK, what's going on? which led us into the transatlantic slave trade. So that's why people don't, you know, that's why it's important for people to understand that, you know, when it comes to religion and even when it comes to spirituality, our concepts of God, we were connected to nature. You know, we've always, you know, our eating, our holistic health, our black bodies, like this information, this knowledge you know, again, as I said, Genesis 10, 2 to 5, you know, speaks about Mesopotamia, which was the land between the two rivers. These rivers, this is all characterized to be in Africa. That's what we need to realize, ladies and gentlemen. And back to Black Lives Matter just a little bit, you know, just real quick, actually, while I have this right here, in this book, History of the Black Man, this is by Joseph Julius Jackson, speaking about the religious lives of the slaves, it's said that all of the slaves who were brought from Africa to this country were, were either pagans 
or Mohammedans, which is from Islam, which we have to understand that all Abrahamic religions, all of them derive which Abrahamic religions, if you didn't know, it is, they're all grouped together. So that's why it's just so funny when people try to say, oh, well, I'm a Christian, especially with Christians. It's so funny how they say, oh, I'm apostolic, I'm Baptist. At the end of the day, it's all an umbrella of the same root of control and this same root of, you know, oh, I'm this or I'm a Jehovah's Witness or I'm this or that. Like none of it at the end of the day, the concepts are all still the same and they all of the, the concepts are all pretty much stolen. But the Abrahamic religions are Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. So, but there were, again, people of color that were converted into Islam. But as it was mentioned here, the slaves, they were either pagans, which I found that interesting because that word pagan, historically, anybody who was not believing in necessarily this, you know, this uh, a specific religion, like for instance, if I was Christian and somebody just walked through my door right now and said, "Oh well, I'm um of the Islam faith," they I you know they would be looked at as a pagan in my eyes. You know that's how that works. So you know people hear this word pagan and heathenism and things like that. Those are all words. Of course, you're going to you know describe, especially in ancient civilization. You know when you're stuck in your ways and things like that. Of course, you're going to describe another person to be a pagan because they don't believe in the things that you believe in you know but even when they say how the generations of contact within christian civilization had the remarkable effect of stamping out many of the fetish and idolatrous notions of the african they wanted us to seem like this incompetent that was all a part of the all a part of the plan of oppression to suppress us you know folks and suppress our knowledge ladies and gentlemen um as i mentioned before you know bible in itself bible literally means independent records it means little books for people to think that you know somebody just sat down and wrote the book all in one day like it did not happen like that and you can do the research you know it happened over time there were different hands in the books king james you know it was it what he didn't even king james people don't even understand who he was king james authorized the bible he didn't have any hand in it all he did was, okay, I want this group of men. Okay, you're going to do this part. You're going to do that part. And, you know, again, there were was African influence. But throughout the years, you have to think from the 1700s until the Bible, what we know it as today. Like, that doesn't make you skeptical. You know, to think about, wow, how many hands have this touched, let alone European hands? How many European hands have this touched? How many conceptualizations and how many, you know, propagandas have this book touched? You know, so, you know, and even back to our greatness, the Comitians, the people from the Comitic Empire, 3,000 years, they were the only people with paper. They were the only people recording. There was no records of Hebrews. And even with Moses, again, as we said, his, he, his books were written years after his death. 
and he wasn't Greek. He didn't write. He wasn't Greek. So how how could he have written those books? These are things that are in big question, you know, but and it's actually recorded that Genesis was written 1020 BCE. That was when the Pentateuch, the first five books, that's what they call it. That's when that was written. So I just think that people have to really be careful about, you know, their beliefs. And as I mentioned earlier, it's cognitive dissonance. You know, when you present information to someone and they just really just do not want to hear it. Like they just don't care. And, you know, that's everyone's right. You have your right to believe what you want. But. At the end of the day, it's time to kind of realize what is serving, what's serving us as a people, what knowledge is actually benefiting us. You know, I think that that's the most thing, you know, to get out of this message today. Like what is actually serving us as a people, as a race? You know, are we on this whole, you know, turn the other cheek type of thing? Or are we actually speaking out for what we believe in? As I said, I'll always represent Black Lives Matter because they do matter. Every day when I'm walking, when I'm at work, you know, when I'm in my classes and things like that, you know, as a black man, I always have to kind of go the extra mile. And the reason why I have to do that over my white counterparts is because there are many, this institution of discrimination and racism I don't matter. That's why we have to fight extra hard. So that's why Black Lives Matter, you know, mean that to me. You know, I'm going to go back to something else that I was reading. Just give me a second. It was on actually a belief that it was in this book. Excuse me. So the term religion in itself comes from the words re, which means back, and legion, which means to hold and to bind. Like when you break down these words, when you actually, you know, translate these things, you know, it it pretty much tells us right, right then and there. It's like, but again, once you look into this, this, this knowledge and once you look into it and again not saying that because again the bible is a great tool it's a great reference but at the end of the day you have to realize that there are sources outside of biblical text and not only that there are more in-depth sources sometimes especially in genesis there are a few things that they did get wrong of course as we already mentioned and again you know speaking about, again, the Egyptians and Moses and who he was and his actual inspiration and the words that he got from the creator, that was all because of his Egyptian, in which it's already recorded, Genesis, a lot of Genesis, it was taken from the Egyptian Book of the Dead, you know, and even about Mayat, the 42 laws of Mayat, though that's where the Ten Commandments actually came from. You have to think about it. You know, why 
if there was no reason to kill, why why even have these commandments? African, you know, they, that's that's just what we followed. It was the 42 laws of Mayat. You can look that up. Mayat as in M-A-A-T. These laws predate biblical history. It predates the Ten Commandments. The 42 laws of Mayat, it was 42 laws which included, you know, I will not kill my brother. I will not lie. Things like that. There were more so affirmations, which is why, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's important to affirm your day. That's something that I've been actually trying to do a little bit more as well, too, with my prayer, my meditation and with my stretching and breathing, everybody, because when you're upset, when you're overwhelmed, you know, when you're not breathing, it's just not it's not flowing and you need to breathe to have that balance. But. You know, for those things to be written in the book, and like Dr. Browder said, millions of people got killed in the name of God. These wars over the years in the 17 to 1800s, people were dying in the name of this is my religion. God told me to do this. This is my belief. So this is what we're going to do. That's why the Islam do it a lot. You know, not saying all, all you know, Islam people, but there are several counts of, you know, where they'll say Allah you know, these were the laws of Allah and this is why, you know, we blew this up or we did this and we did that. So it's just kind of like looking at that ideology and that notion that just brings me to the conclusion that, again, religion is something that was here to divide, to separate. At the end of the day, we should all be coming together following those laws of Mayat, which is very similar to the Ten Commandments. If you, you know, the Ten Commandments is very similar. That's totally fine, you know. But again, even with that, those were from Moses. And Moses, with him being an African man studying in Egypt, studying through the Nile, Moses was studying the, you know, the laws of Mayat. But those are the things that they push out of the way. Those are the things that over the years became translated into something totally different. So... You know, this is a light one a little bit. I hope that settled in. But again, ladies and gentlemen, you know, you have Brother Garfield. You have the incomparable Dr. Um, Anthony Browder, which he studied under. And again, he does excavation trips. You know, he's very profound. He studied under Dr. Asa. G. Hilliard the third, which actually who this book is, um, is referenced to by. I mean, it's Doctor Browder's book, but he all he introduced the introduction is by Doctor Asa G. Hilliard, which very knowledgeable black men. You know, it's crazy to me how you know there's been certain family members and things like that. You know, you bring up knowledge and information, and it's just like they. It's just. The cognitive dissonance is so real. Like, okay, oh, you know, it's just crazy. Bent, oh, anything that's talking against my God. And it's like, what are you talking about? You know, God is within us. He lives within us. That's always been the conception of, you know, the notion of the African. You know, the fact that we've, this this idea that we're so disconnected, you know, as a human being, like we're disconnected and we got to do this and we got to do that and we got to do this. And even with rituals, again, as I, as we spoke about before, demonizing everything that's black, we people take communion. But yet, 
oh, voodoo and hoodoo, which people have a lot of misconceptions about that. I'll get deeper into that, you know. But at the end of the day, voodoo, it was just an African religion, you know, where they did certain dances, certain songs, things like that. It was it was a bit more ritualistic. But at the end of the day, what do you call communion? Drinking something that represents someone's blood and eating their body? Like, seriously, folks, like it's really time to dial down and to really start to realize that there's a lot of misconceptions that we have. And it's a lot of things that, you know, people of color that we've already brought to the forefront, but it's been pushed to the side and demonized and, oh, it's just so spooky and, oh, what are they doing? Like, that's spooky. Oh, no, like, that's not the right way to do that. When at the end of the day, all of the stuff that people are saying the right way, it's really a derivative from something that's already been out. So... I'm just going to leave that little buggy today. Thanks so much, everyone, for being patient with me. Um, I am back in my classes. I'm trying to finish, you know, this school. This is my last year. I'm officially a senior at UB. Um, I really thank everyone that, you know, supports me thus far, things like that. As I said, I'm going to leave all of that other information in. Um, Again, you can add me on Facebook, Joshua Langley. Um, Instagram, the real Langley, and reach out. Let's talk about it. You know, let's have this feedback. At the end of the day, like I said on my Facebook, I post a lot of different, you know, ideas. I post not even just ideas, but I'm posting facts, and I'm actually for again. I don't. That's what I want people to realize. I'm not going to talk about anything that I don't know. You know, it's a lot of information. I just wanted to give you guys like a surface of just a, a little bit of my studies. I am still studying a lot of things myself, but the first step is to get out there and then start just begin to acquire about that knowledge. And for my people of color, I just want us to realize, you know, and for us to understand and overstand actually that, you know, I got that from my cousin. Um that we are great, we are powerful, and it's not about it being one race over the other necessarily, but it's about, you know, at the end of the day, we've seen how, you know, those people, as I mentioned, that branched off from Jopath, you know, um, the Edenites or the Caucasian, the Edomites or the Caucasians and European people, we've seen them conquer, and we've seen African people conquer as well, too. I'm not going to keep saying that, like, we've conquered nothing. But again, it's not talked about in a great deal. You know, as I mentioned, our writing sources, our we had language, we had gold, we had customs, we had very rich kings. And I'm not saying that everything was perfect, because as you look into the research, you'll realize that yeah, there were black killing blacks killing blacks even before the transatlantic slave trade. You know, that's why when black on black crime comes up, you know, it's kind of like it's no such thing. It's about like whatever white whites kill whites. It's about when you look at the statistics, wherever you live, you know, there's going to be crime. There's going to be death wherever you are. So, but the difference is with blacks killing blacks in the early days, it didn't have anything to do with necessarily discrimination or even when it came to 
servitude or what people like to say, oh, well, blacks had slaves as well, too. There was a way that you could do your time and you could be kind of bought out of it. You, you weren't a slave for the rest of your life. Your children weren't slaves. So these concepts, you know, they were different. But from the ways, as, as I see, we see how Europeans have conquered certain areas and and capitalized from it, you know? So, so why not, you know, why can't we evolve, you know? But first, it's us we have to remember, and that's what I love about Dr. Browder. He's a cultural memory specialist. He's here to m help us remember, you know, help us remember our roots, help us remember what actually was going on before time. This stuff, ladies and gentlemen, the information, it's out here, you know. It's just a matter of us digging into. So I just want to say I love everybody. Peace and blessings. I hope that you all have a great Saturday and see you guys next time. Bye-bye.